Thanks for listening to this episode of Fluff and Crunch. Uh, This episode I had intended, we had intended to release in late January. However, with all the excitement of the World Builders program releases and ours, and all this continuing dust up with Watsi's OGL, we pushed it off for a week. So we start this episode off discussing what we think and hope people will do with the 2D20 World Builders program over the short term. Thanks for listening to Fluff and Crunch, where we talk about the connection and sometimes disconnect between system, setting, and story in tabletop RPGs. What do you think people, because I was actually very proud of the fact that when when the Cortex, the original Cortex community license came up, I was the first person to release anything. I was number one on that. And for a long time, the only, there was a huge period where there was these two files that I had written because I'd basically taken a version of sort of Marvel superheroes and, and altered it into this other thing that was, you know, based on their SRD and then went, right, here's this stuff. And people yeah. bought it. Um, for years afterwards, people were still buying this. I think, who, that's who's cool. buying it? And who's playing it? Because no, like Cortex died um, between like the old like yeah. Cortex Plus and whatever the new one's called. Um, but yeah, there's like people doing like, you know, big setting drops on on Genesis. But I don't get, I can't really comment as to when Genesis is bigger than 2D20. Based, if you, I think if you include Star Trek, I would say, I bet 2D20 is bigger than Genesis is. I don't know that. I've got nothing to base that on at all. Um, I want, it'd be useful if we knew what their sales were. Yeah. But we, we don't. They don't no. use that. So what, what kind of stuff do you expect to start seeing, not from you, from other people popping up on, on, um, on drive-thru? I think that there's going to be a, a stab for fantasy. Yes. Or, and I'm, I'm not going to use the, um, well, whatever, not going to be silly, but, you know, like, You've got the vibe of of 5e, and you've also got the OSR vibe that make up not obviously of equal size, but the two different, like the major camps, you want to call it that, in the the, the D&D world. And then you've got Pathfinder that kind of sits off the side. But all of them, for me, sit within the broad, very broad category of, um, call it like standard fantasy role-playing. Yeah. And I think that we, we've talked about this. That is a... That's a niche, a very broad niche, a whole category that is that doesn't exist in 2D20. And so my guess is there's going to be work, whether it's a spell system or whether it's a fully fleshed out rule set. Who knows? I, I think that there's going to be there. I think there will be interest in that. And I think that if the things things that get up there early will get attention. Um, but I, I that's what I think. I think that. Obviously, we're not going to... My guess also is that we'll probably see a bunch of um, genericified versions of properties that anyone with a clue will recognize. <laughs> you know? Like, it wouldn't surprise me if someone puts together some kind of a space opera, space knights setting. Or, you know, a rule set. That's like not Star Wars. It's star fights, space fights. Something like that. That wouldn't surprise me one bit. I, because you see, you see on Modifius's Discord, we've had some conversations with people on ours where people say, oh, this would be so cool for He-Man. Oh, this would be so cool for Gamma World or blah, blah, blah. You know, I, I think that's what we'll see. We'll see people cloning settings um, and, and rules 
and trying to use 2D20. Like there's, I, I, oh, I apologize. A guy who's a part of our Discord a couple months ago sent me a massive, really well done, very well done um, draft of his take on 2D20 for Traveler. And I need to go through and, and, and take all the incoherent comments that I wrote directly on the PDF and make them legible so I can send it back to him. Um, who knows? You know, obviously he can't release that because it's licensed material. Somebody else owns it. Um, but I could see 2D20 space rules for, you know, realistic science-based um, science fiction settings, something like that. And we may see some oddball things. And I say oddball with love. I mean, we may see some, who knows? I mean, that's the wonderful thing about this. Who knows what like weirdo pet projects or like weird ideas people out there have had. Like, ooh, I want to make blah, you know, whatever. I mean, I know Chris kept talking about, what was it, unicorns with rocket launchers or something like that? Yeah, that was really, I guess he was p deliberately picking something that yeah, no one would something want wazoo. to do. So, yeah. What do you think? What's your, what, what is your baseless guess? That's my baseless guess. I, I think people will, I think definitely people will uh, do stuff wrapped in Cthulhu purely because like they will be able to. It's a revenue stream. People go, right, I want, you know, I want to work. You know, maybe people have never done this. You know, I, I have done this. Maybe people have gone, I've never done this. Where do I start? Well, the easiest place to start is use Acting Cthulhu. Do a monster for Acting Cthulhu. Do a tiny one page, one of those mission dossier things you, you keep talking about. And I Op orders. Yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah. I write that down. Um, I should do those. Yeah. So things, damn it. Giving people ideas. Um, <laughs> things like that. Is, I mean, one thing where definitely you could easily do more stuff right the Cthulhu. Like, you can always do more. more. Just, I mean, knock up generic, you know, versions of monsters, which because yeah. they're not Cthulhu, Modiphius hasn't done them. But like, you know, do werewolves and vampires and, and Zot. Yeah. Like, this shows how bad I am about Cthulhu because I don't know what's in there. Stuff like that. Knock up your own monsters. Good for point. It. And it's almost what spells. Yeah, spells. So spells and spells. magic traditions. So yeah, more, you, could, you know, yeah, just good point. Yeah, new magic traditions. But even adding more spells to the stuff there, that mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if people did that. Yeah. Um, where I think people are going to have this thing, and people go, oh, "I really want to do," and then realize, "Crap! If I want to do fantasy, I have to do the character creation. I, it's not an easy task. The minute you step away from acting Cthulhu." you are writing your own rule set yeah. and it is not a quick job. No. Um, one of the advantages of like Cortex was that the basic system was so simple um, and there was kind of things to work off. They did this idea of Cortex heroic action and I know drama and you could take those and release things when they had this license. So it was super easy to just run with. If you're doing the SRD, um, it's not, you have to write your own rule set. That's why if you go and look at these Genesis things, you know, there isn't someone who's, oh, I've done a five page thing on this adventure. No, because that doesn't work. You have to say, this is what the rules are. So you need to kind of write a bunch of, I mean, I've seen what you're working on and, you know, it, it in theory should be a small thing. It's not a small thing. It's not. Um, and I think that's what people might not realize. People well, are like, oh, I really want to do this thing. Now there's ways around that. And I'll come to this next thing, but because we have seen light, I'm doing air quotes on, <laughs> I'm doing air quotes on a podcast. This is why, um, yeah, so that's, that's what I would expect for acting through. Like, I think other stuff, yeah, I think people will eventually have to, like, people go, I really want to do cyberpunk stuff. And then they'll realize they can't just write a cyberpunk adventure or do a cyberpunk corporation. There has to be a cyberpunk set of rules. So yes. then someone will write a cyberpunk set of rules. And then, I mean, I think maybe you, you will have what you said, where someone's going, well, actually, 
someone's done this cyberpunk set of rules. I'm really into cyberpunk. I like their iteration of cyberpunk. Yeah. Um, I'm going to write stuff for them and then hopefully contact that person. I think, well, you know, what the it. wonderful thing about things like the, I have found the, the Modifius Discord to be a friendly place. I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me at all if you'll have little groups of people building up, you know, you'll, you'll have these, these efforts through voluntary association of people who will come together and they will start producing stuff. I think I hadn't even thought about the Octane Cthulhu thing. No brainer. I mean, I'm sure that there are people, and if you're out there and you play AC and you've written your own adventures and they worked, duh, just do that. You know, I, I'll tell you this, that it takes a heck of a lot longer to write up an adventure for somebody else than you think. It's like, you know how it is, like if you're going to be sick, unless my wife and I talk about this sometimes, like, you know, as a teacher, you're sick, it's two o'clock in the morning, and you're like, would it be easier just to drag myself to school or write this damn lesson plan that someone else isn't going to screw up? <laughs> I don't know if you have that, that problem, but I mean, writing up an adventure and describing, like, you know, depend, however much plot there is. I mean, that, that takes time. But I mean, yeah, if you've written an Octone Cthulhu adventure and it, you ran it, and yeah, you ought to be looking at this to publish it. You know, you pump out 20 pages or 25 pages and, you know, with some pictures and, you know, we'll come to that, the licensing side of it and copyright side rather. But um, yeah, I think there'll, there'll probably be a, a, a good amount of that. I hope so. Yeah, that'd be but great. I think that's why there's a pause at the moment. I think people have had ideas, and I think when they start doing, it, going, oh, I can't. Yeah, I can't everything's just, harder and takes I can't longer just throw than you something think. out there now because I've actually got to write the rules it's on because I can't just yeah. release a Star Trek adventure. I wouldn't be surprised if relatively soon people start throwing out things for Star Trek. Mm. But I think it's that thing. People are going, oh, how do I? How do I file off the serial numbers? I can't use. Oh. I can't use. Uh, you know there's a lot of words you can't use and because you can't use them that does yeah that does make it more awkward how do you how do you here's make my suggestion you you don't you you, you give the advent if you're going to write a star trek a, a not star trek adventure you give it a name and then you say a science fiction adventure for call it like high competence heroic characters there you go and that's going to be that's going to be the People are going to nod, and they're going to know exactly what that means. You use the rules exactly as, and uh, are written in Star Trek Adventures. And then you mention, like, if there's going to be a ship, you just say, you know, this this adventure assumes that the the, the player characters are the command crew on a large starship. That's not IP language. What I wonder where you do is, is think it's the it's the discipline department because that's rule language. I would have thought you'd be able to get away with it, like the words. Security, command, engineering, and medicine. Those are not IP terms. Nope. Now, someone I could imagine trying to go, oh, those are IP terms. They're Star Trek terms. Well, they're, they're not. They're department not. terms. Yeah. Um, so I think you'd be able to do that, and then you're okay. But I can imagine people start initially thinking, oh, it's easy. I'll just write a Star Trek adventure, and then going, ooh, ooh I can't mention yeah. this, and I can't mention this. But best way, here's the best way of doing it. If you're going to do a Star Trek adventure, don't do a Star Trek adventure with existing aliens. Do a classic oh, yeah. old, you know, Kirk style. It's a new planet with yeah. make up your own aliens and a new planet and then, and do the adventure on there. And then you're golden because then it doesn't yeah. matter. You don't need any Star Trek language. Nope. You can literally say, here is an adventure for a Star Trek cr crew, uh, for, not sorry, for a starship crew to go and find. Here's what, yeah. and then you don't need to use any language. And you can write that, throw that out. 
No problem. Yeah, I th- honestly, hey, if you're listening and you're a Star Trek fan, you ought to do that because what a what a great way to provide other people out there with more stuff yeah. for an episodic approach to the game. I mean, actually, Star yeah. Trek doesn't need more stuff. So if people want to be writing more stuff, do it for Dishonored and Fallout. There's tons of Fallout stuff, and yeah. Fallout's very easy to come up with stuff which is true to the setting without ripping off the setting you could just call it a you know for for a post-apocalyptic 2d20 game I mean, that's the thing isn't it there are and general use Coke things, bottle caps I mean, it's almost okay. kind of like you you the one i mean there is actually a, to throw this out the shout out someone has created a 2d20 world builders facebook group um which is how yeah. you know as much as some people might prefer discord the thing i hate about discord is it it's almost impossible to unless you're always there always on i remember being one yeah. particular discord where i was on it all the time I was always reading it. It's very, very hard to stay up to date with a conversation. Although the threads, the threadability does it. No one uses it, unfortunately. No one uses threads on Discord. So there'll be people talking about something and people start talking about something else and the other conversation's going on. And trying right. to follow a conversation on Discord is not impossible. Whereas in Facebook, someone can easily put, I'm thinking of doing a cyberpunk um, yeah. setting. Who else is? And then everyone can just post into that little post. And you can search cyberpunk and it will find you that post. Whereas you search on Discord and it gives you every single time someone said cyberpunk and it's all over the shop. Um, it'd be useful just on that Facebook group, like I said, this Facebook group, if people come up with like, right, let's come up with a, if people are writing something for not Conan or not Fallout or not and so on, what terms should we use so everyone yeah. uses the same term? So if well, we're writing things yeah. for not Fallout, like you said, here's an adventure for a post-apocalyptic 2d20 game and everyone goes all right if we see post-apocalypse then we're almost, what happens if someone yep. does something which is like not fallout but it is post-apocalypse right. you know what though i i i think what will happen is that i hope what will happen is people will start putting out some stuff and there will be people will rally around the most intuitive language for for people who want to produce things like you said like one-shot adventures or even campaigns or whatever for the IPs that are out there, I think that that language will evolve pretty quickly and people will recognize and, and make sure that they stay within the legal boundaries and, um, you know, and in, enrich the community. It will be interesting to tell, though, you, your, your point about like, hey, Dishonored or whatever, or Homeworld, it will be interesting to see if people, or I think probably as people start putting out things with the serial numbers filed off for the various licensed uh, titles, how much attention the different titles get. Because that could be yeah. interesting to get some kind of a sense of like how much energy is out there for these different, especially, I mean, because let's face it, there's a ton of stuff that they're putting out story-wise for Octane Cthulhu. There's a ton of stuff for Star Trek Adventures. And, and there's a lot, of, I mean, big things for Dune. You know, we'll we'll see what cohorts is like, but you know, there 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 isn't other stuff for um, you know, for uh, there isn't much for Fallout. Right, well, Fallout. There I think isn't that, much. Yeah, Fallout. I think literally has the original book and like the GM screen, and I think that's yeah. it. Um, and then Dishonored, obviously, they, there's another book supposedly yeah. coming out sometime soon, but that's it. So it it'll be interesting to see if people start putting out things for those. Yeah. Like I said, I'm just looking forward. I like I I like it when people want to get creative and they 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 buckle down and and try to do some work. And yeah. that's what's going to happen here. You're absolutely right. You can't. It may seem like oh yeah, I'll just put an adventure out. It's great. It's it's a lot. It takes a lot more time than you think. So speaking that's of good, that, though. 
what hmm. what are you thinking of doing and how much do you want to say about what you're already working okay. on? Okay. So here's what I've done is I I jumped on this uh like like white on rice. I jumped on this. Um <laughs> like ugly on an ape. How's that? <laughs> uh and um you know, I had written that adventure for the Bastard Quest guys, that Conan adventure. And then I, I put it out there as a free PDF for anyone to use with Conan. Um, and what I realized is there is a huge gap. We talked about this gap for call it standard fantasy. So I started working on that a while back, a rule set, um, but not knowing like what are the guidelines. And I realized after the release last week that I had enough to put together a quick start. And so I'm taking that adventure and I'm modifying it. And I've actually changed a, a decent amount of it, um, especially mechanically. And I'm putting out the streamlined, the quick start version of the rules and some indication as to what I plan for the full rules. And I'm going to put that up pretty soon, actually, pretty soon. I don't have a name for it. Uh, <laughs> I, I have a working, I have a, I have a secret code name for, uh, for uh, my internal uh, tracking of it, but that's it. But I can't say that. The thing that goes secret. on the clapperboard so no one else knows what you're working on, but everybody that's knows right. what you're working on. That's right. But no one, yeah, so I will, but yeah, I'm going to have something up very soon. And, uh, and my intention is to, to some degree or another, rope you into this, uh, this process to do stuff. Yeah, I'll have to agree on that. This, 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 this is the one issue when people are going to work together. If you just have the slightest little niggle of, ah, oh, that's not how I would do that, then you're just like, ah, yeah. I'm really irritated. Well, we'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll figure it out. But yeah, so I, 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 that's what I, I, hope to, uh, I hope to have that up soon. Um, it may be even up by the time this episode drops, which will be on the 18th of January. Damn. Yeah. Well, I've got about 40 pages already. <laughs> I'm not writing anything before then, so I look like I'm not going to be first for two. I'm going to have to write, what's the naffest thing I can write in an hour tomorrow that I can throw some art on a release just to be first? It's just some craptacular thing. Like this, yeah. It's just some garbagey one-page thing. Yeah. Pay what you want. Yeah. I think, every, I think everything I released for DMs Guild was pay what you want because when I didn't, things didn't sell. It was, a, it was a really, I think almost you could do a whole episode about what the best way of doing it is. Um, because what yeah, I would I'm, find I'm, I'll is, talk to you about that offline, yeah, actually. It's, it's, it's a very strange thing because you read people saying it, and like, if you genuinely do this properly, you shouldn't release things, pay what you want. But I was just writing things for the hell of writing things and releasing them. And what I found when I released things as pay what you want, you know, it depends on what they were, but I'd have things where like 100 people would download it and 10 people would buy but then I'd compare it to the things that weren't pay what you want. They weren't even selling 10. So it was this yeah. awkward thing of, you know, yeah, it was just awkward. And I don't have an answer for that. Yeah. So as much as I just said, we could do a whole episode on this. It would be a very a slot episode full of me going, um, I'm not sure. Not a great episode. Um, have you got any other ideas about what you might be doing? No, I've got a list. My list is, keeps getting longer. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to poke and prod. I'm going to try to inspire people and motivate people, encourage people rather to, to, to either work with others, uh, to put something out, to put things out or to, as Chris said, I was, I was really satisfied actually with, I mean, his, 
his vibe, his attitude at that that live stream uh, Q and A. You know, he's like, don't don't worry about it looking perfect. Don't worry about it, you know, being all like you know top notch design. Look, you know, one of the things about these comp- companies like Wizards of the Coast, companies like Modifius. I mean, they 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 have great artists and they have great uh, you know typesetters and people who handle layout and formatting and 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 it it doesn't need to be. Now, that's I mean, a funny thing I'll have with this because everything I do for DMs Guild, I would tend to write on like, um, is it called Nat? Uh, it, there's a there's a, a website where you basically can go on and you type a bunch of things, and it is done through some clever web design, so it looks like it was written in D and D. You know, it has the right fonts and everything's the right thing, and so what you you, you know, it ends up looking like oh, it should neat. look like. Wow. So you don't have to use a Word document template. You literally go on. And it's, it's home brewery, and huh. there's another one. There's like GM something. Um, so it just looks great. Everything looks like it was out of the you know, the Dungeon Master's Guide or whatever, and so it just looks amazing. And you just throw some art on. Um, obviously, when I did this for Cortex, I did something super simplistic, and I just used their template and didn't look anywhere near as good. Um, I haven't really looked at the temp- templates for this, but yeah, it won't it won't look as. They're the the word templates are um, pretty simple, two column. Uh, they've got, and then they have they have a really nice job of suggestions for uh, style for uh font size and stuff like that so i do I've, like the fact it's kind of say look don't don't worry about it we're not going to have a yeah. minimum standard here you know release it you can always go back yeah. people like it you can always go back if you make a bunch of money and spend some time yeah. actually doing it but what you don't want to do is spend you know 20 like one hour of actually writing the text and 19 hours on formatting for three people to download it um, right right you know uh so. and there's a whole it's actually a good i haven't seen this in other community licenses but on this one kind of giving you suggestions on where to go to yeah where to go for art, art and stuff and like yeah that. i That's thought that was reuse that was that was good um i mean i've got a list of ideas which one i'm going to work on i don't know like i said for the for the next sort of two weeks i can't really get a whole lot done so despite i want to be first if i want to be first it will be me writing something rubbish just to spite you to be first <laughs> That'll be it. <laughs> Rubbish 2D20. Yeah, it'll just be, here's, here's some ideas. Bam, done. Ha ha. Beat you, Jeremy. Suck it. Uh, Won't even have a front page. It'll just be like... I'll bite my thumb at you. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, first. Uh, luckily, no one can listen to this and then try and beat me because like you said, I've got a day. I might, yeah. I've got like Hopefully. an hour tomorrow night to write something. And you'll just, this is where Jeremy will release his unfinished quick start. Just say he was, you don't care. You're not me. You're not obsessed like that. Um, no, I, I, you know what? I, I, I am, I admit that I am driven by a desire to get something out there soon. Yeah. I really want to. But you want going quality, to. whereas uh, I, yeah. I've, I have lower standards. <laughs> you should see some of the stuff I put out for DMs Guild. This is rubbish. Um, I, I I may well do some act Cthulhu stuff purely because I think there's there's a there's a market for it. That's my there's a market. I think so too. Um, there's this whole big setting and interlink rules and stuff I really want to do, which I think would take me ages. So I don't think that's going to come. And I'd like to do some cyberpunk stuff, but again, I think that's that's not a quick thing. What I want to do is supers, but I'm super wary now of doing a complicated full supers rules and someone else just stealing it. So I'm just, I'm going to hold off on that for the moment. Yeah. But what I'm trying to think is like, right, how can I do a more narrative supers? So there are games like Ferris Power by the Apocalypse games and, and actually Marvel Heroic, but I think there's only like 12 superpowers. And it's a much more narrative bent on the, on the supers rules. 
And then I was trying to think, right, can I go more down the, the end of June and Dishonored and do a much more narrative supers rules, but I can't work out in my head how that works with 2D20. Yeah. Because in like in Cortex, it's very easy, like the superpowers of dice. So it's super easy to do that. If I can get my head around how that would work, I might do that because then it's very much a case of if someone else steals that, I don't care. It will be something that if I can work out how to do it, the whole point is I'm trying to do a supers rule in as few pages as possible to go, right, if you want to play 2D20 supers and you're not care, you just want a narrative version of 2D20 supers. So in other words, you're doing a, a June John Carter style 2D20 game with supers. This is his suggestion of how you could do it. Um, I don't care if people take that and run with it because it will be, it won't yeah. have been hours and hours and hours and it won't be, you know, 30, you know, though, I, I think in, in, it'll be five. Um, you know, and, so and I back to our tagline of system story and setting or settings, whatever those three, those three S's. Uh, I think that if you, I think that you'll solve two problems if you decide on a, in a kind of setting. Like what kind of, what, what general, like, you know, we talked about like general power levels of supers do that. And then mm. also start to think up your own setting, like with enough of its own uniqueness that when you start writing the system, you weave the two together, which then provides you with some of the, the protection against someone just wholesale, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I, but I also think though, that writing generic I think it's easier to write generic fantasy rules because there is such a massive default fantasy yeah. setting that's just floating in the background of like every game. When it comes to supers, I just want to play Marvel and DC characters mm -hmm. in, in, on modern earth. That's it. I, yeah. That's why I'm not bothered about a setting. It's the kind of thing I would go on drive through. Here's a set of supers rules. And then on the blog, I would just like, that's what I did for Marvel Heroic. I wrote up, God knows how many DC conversions for Marvel Heroic because I thought it'd be cool if someone had done that. So that's what I did. I wrote I wrote DC character. I wrote all the Justice League and all these bad guys, and I just that's what I did. Um, I was like, you know, the, the the Marvel characters existed, but the DC I liked the rule set, so I wrote DC ones. In this case, I would go, here's a rule set for two D twenty, and then on my blog I would go, here's Batman and Spider Man and everybody else. And if you know if you, if you because it's on my blog, I'm not selling them. So it's just me doing it. You know, people do it. No one comes after you for doing that. Um, and I would do that. Um, so then I'm not bothered about the setting. But that's why I think if I was doing that initially, I would do a much more narrative, you know, super, super simple. Um, but I can't, I need to work out how in my head I can take sort of like how Marvel Heroic worked or some of the power by the apocalypse and put that into supers. It'll probably have something to do with truth. And truths. again, that's, and that's a, like we said, the doing of these things, yeah. when you actually start the work or the effort of putting it to page, and then you can go back over it two or three hours later and it still makes sense, or you can read it to someone else who's maybe even not a gamer and they go, oh yeah, that makes sense. That's hard. But I think it's great. I, I encourage you and everyone listening, yeah, jump in, start coming up with stuff. Because the wor worst case, you, you focus and try to be creative. And maybe you create some stuff that's you don't want to you don't want to put out there to the broader community, but you end up producing things that you're you're cool with um, with using with your group. So there's really no um, I don't think there's a downside to this other than some time invested doing something that hopefully you enjoy.
And there we go. So it's out. We, well, you like it. I mostly like it. I'm just looking forward to see what people are going to do with it. Right. And I'm hoping this is going to drive more people towards 2D20 and, and maybe, you know, the kind of thing where people go, well, I, you know, I, everyone says the 2D20 system's better, but I have no interest in Star Trek or any right. of the other licenses might be able to start pointing them to go, well, now there's an, an SRD this? and people are using the SRD. So, you know, you might find something you like and then we'll convert more people into it. Because we've said it before that, the 2d20 has a bunch of weird settings like certain genres are like you know sci-fi is coped for so well and fantasy mm -hmm. isn't and there's not a single mm -hmm. modern day one unless you consider world war ii to be modern ish in case you're like really yeah. old yeah that's a good point and at this point is when we went off script off topic and started talking about the ogl as a related topic now mind you we recorded that long episode between the recording of those two OGL Watsy commentary episodes. And like I said, the episode was so long, I just decided to split it in half to make it, it more manageable. So I cut off our, uh, our stream of consciousness on the OGL because that was before Watsy released its next draft and so on and so forth. So, as always, thank you for listening. And go check out what people have submitted to the 2D20 World Builders program so far on DriveThruRPG. I will put a link to that page in these notes, and uh, and you can take a look at them. I think that there we're I think we're going to see we're already seeing some interesting and creative ideas. And on the Discord, the official Discord, there's been a lot of discussion of all different kinds of other settings and genres and ideas and, um, and approaches to the SRD. I think in the next couple of months, we're going to see some pretty exciting stuff. So keep your eye on it and support the community. Thanks so much.